back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, I'm sitting down with my homeboy, OFO fanboy, Mr. Josh. How are we doing today, sir? I'm doing very well. And how about yourself, Mr. Scott? Finest frog hair split four ways, brother. I have never heard that, but is that something you heard on the farm? That's right. My grandpa used to say that, man. <laughs> I'd ask him, I'd be like, hey, Papa, how you doing? He said, finest frog hair split four ways. I have never seen a frog hair close enough to know if you could split it four ways. That's why it's real fine, right? I guess extra fine. He also sometimes would say, if I was any better, I'd be twins. Most people just say, if I was any better, I'd be you. But you know, yeah, you can say that too. Either way, I, I like all those old sayings. Those I, kind of things really, uh, they hit me in the feels. Yeah, no, absolutely. My, my grandpa had all kinds of crazy shit he used to say. So Probably some of it that shouldn't be on air. Ah, you know, I don't think, you know, my, my, my grandpa cursed, but I don't think it was anything that was just over the top, no. Like hit his thumb with a hammer and... Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I got you. But All he, right. Well, he, was, he, he was one of those old school dudes that used to carry around like a, what's a, a pint of Jim Beam in his back pocket or a pint of, you know, wild turkey or what, whatever the cheapest, you know, thing he could get a hold of at the time. And he'd just put it in his back pocket, work the field. And, Is that what you call a little nipper? Yep. When he was thirsty, he'd pull out a little sip and go go on with his day. That's awesome. Yep. So, that is really awesome. I so, wish I could do that today. I wish I could too. It would make my life a lot better if I could just carry around a little pint in my back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a Jim Beam fan, so <laughs> a little turkey might be good. Some old turkey. Yeah, get you some 101, put it in your back pocket, carry it around all the time. It might keep you warm in the winter. That's right. So, hey, so Josh, you had the idea for this episode, and uh, we, we, we did it uh, about a month and a half back, kind of. Uh, it wasn't really an episode, but it was an idea that you had, and we decided to turn it into an episode. So do you want to tell the sure. the Bourbon Barrel Talk family, you know, exactly what we're talking about today? Yeah, so, you know, COVID, crap all that stuff and nobody was able to get together for the holidays so you didn't have any real bottle shares going on but uh you know every once in a while you just want to have a, a real long text thread that just goes on and on and on and on forever about stupid stuff so right before the holiday i want to say maybe second or third week of december uh, probably second week i one morning i was feeling real froggy at the house and I had these uh, eight bottles of rye whiskey that were all open. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do an eight days of rye and pour them all in sample bottles. Just put a number on it. Don't tell anybody what the bottles are. I actually gave you all a picture of what all the bottles were in general, but you didn't know which sample bottle was associated with each. That sample. sounds correct. Okay. So we had eight days of rye. Gave you guys all really um, just eight bottles. Told you the picture, what it was, but you didn't know which number was which. And I held a, a competition across the group of four of you plus me. And I didn't compete because I knew what each of them was. I didn't ask my wife to randomize them or anything. Which, which is what you should have done. Which is what I should have done and which is what I'll do next. Um, but I asked uh, ask you guys to all try all eight different rye and rye whiskeys and to then send me individually just to me leaving the rest of the group out your votes on what you thought each one was now um i'll go ahead and spill the beans here we all sucked everybody sucked <laughs> out of the four of you one of them got none right three of them got one right each one of the guys had threatened just to write down rabbit hole for all of them so he'd get one of the eight right regardless. 
So that's, <laughs> that's actually a solid idea. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's a very witty guy. I guess so. you could probably you probably would have a pretty good chance if you wrote down just two different ones that you'd be probably get two right. But you know, still. So I had eight bottles of rye open, and that's what we used as the basis. I'll go ahead and tell our group here what they were, just so everybody can have an idea of what you were drinking, and then I'll give you a little basis for what I was thinking. Now, now I I want to I want to throw a caveat out there for me with the. I didn't try all. I tried all mine on one day, which I probably should not have done. I don't know. That's probably a good way to do it, so you can compare them all evenly. Well, the the, the only problem with that is is that you, you you're going to get one that was because some of them were barrel strength and some of them were not. So therefore, if you get a little heat, then it's really hard to, I guess. I mean, come on, only one, one of them was hotter than hell. Eh, wasn't there two that were like above one ten? Yeah, there were two above one ten, but so all right, all right. So, so uh, eight days of rye. And I did not give them to them in this order, but they were, number one was Rabbit Hole, uh, Boxer Grail at 95 proof. Number two was a High West Yippie Kaye at 92 proof. Number three was a New Lou Single Barrel Double Barrel Marriage uh, coming in at 117.9 proof. And that was a Louisville Bourbon Hound Single Barrel pick that uh, they had blended, I don't know if blended is the right way to call it, but they dumped two barrels together, uh, blended them, mixed them, and then uh, that became however many bottles they put out. And that was a little hot. I had a Willet Family Estate four-year rye at 111.6 proof, Old Forester 100 proof because I'm the fanboy, Sazerac rye 90 proof, which was really the first rye that I really enjoyed. I mean, it's a low one, and it's a really low um, rye mash bill for a rye whiskey. Russell's Reserve, six year, 90 proof. And then number eight was Wild Turkey Cornerstone Master's Keep, 109 proof. So these were all open and the goal here was I was just trying to kill some empties, but I didn't actually kill any empties until last night when I finished off one of the ones that we had poured down. So and that was the High West? The High West, which was a vermouth uh, finished barrel. And that was the one that I was expecting everyone to figure out, the Yippie Kaye. I figured it's been finished in vermouth and something else. And I said, these guys are going to be able to pull that vermouth flavor out of it. So when I tried that one, it immediately just was a complete turnoff. And I didn't know if it was that or, and and I can't remember what the other ones were that were on the list, even though you just read them off. But I had it locked in between that one and that other bottle. And I I just guessed those two, I guess, wrong. So I really expected you to pick out the Old Foe 100, 100 proof rye. Which I couldn't. And I expected somebody to pick out the Sazerac rye, the 90 proof, you know, baby Saz bottle. And I was expecting that just because I think it's a fairly consistently consumed bottle. Yeah, I would agree to that. But so I, I, those are two bottles that I just don't, I don't, I don't own regularly. Like I, 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 when I drink them, I drink them and it's usually when I'm out and about or with friends, things like that. But those are two bottles that I don't own. So therefore I don't drink them regularly. I also expected people to either pick up on the Russell's Reserve 6 and the Wild Turkey Cornerstone, and to think they were of a similar mash bill, but there was no dice on that. Nobody got it, and nobody, you know, flipped those two. Or The proofs were so different, you know, between a 90 proof and 109. I thought somebody might pick out the, the flavor, you know, the differences in them, but 
three of you got one and one of you got none. Right. So I was a little shocked. I was a little disappointed that nobody got, you know, more than one and nobody was able to win the bottle that I was putting up as the prize. But I guess we'll get together when COVID's over and we'll all just drink the bottle together. So it was Willet. It was Willet and Yippie Kaye. They were both very floral, like heavy floral, grassy, minty on the flavor to me. Both of them were. And they were turnoffs. And I think that I got those two confused. Like if I checked my numbers again, I think that I might have had those things flip-flopped or something like that. Um, but, yeah, just just something different in, in, in those aspects. But um, I really, I mean, I, honestly, I had a blast just texting with you guys over the, I think it went on for about a week because nobody really dove into them all at once and then... Except for me. Well, you dove into them, but, you know, I distributed them, and then nobody drank them for like four or five days. And I was like, what the hell, man? I gave everybody these little one-ounce sample bottles, and nobody touched it. Yeah. And then everybody started drinking them, and then one night everybody turned in their results to me, and I'm just sitting there laughing like, come on, guys. So my favorite thing about that text in exchange is uh, one of the gentlemen, he decided he was going to name all the rye whiskeys after different girlfriends that he had banged in his life. Oh, come on. He didn't really. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm sure it was a joke, but it was just funny the way that he put it out there. He's like, oh, this one's Vanessa and this one's Susan. And I don't even remember the names. I just remember they, they were it all just being old, funny. They were all ex-girlfriend names of yeah. humor, but that was funny. Yeah. And he ran out of names and uh, said, I couldn't do any more than eight. So That's right. But I I enjoyed that, you know, during the holidays, we were all sharing this text and there were a few things that shocked me, you know, the, maybe the person that you don't know their palate very well or well enough to know, um, how they're going to think about some of these things and hearing the, the notes that they take out of them was interesting to me because everybody thinks a little different about it. And I had one guy that I really thought was going to pull in at least to be the winner and he got one just like the rest of you. Yeah. So, so, and uh, I can't remember who you thought that was. We'll talk about it off air because I know you said you didn't want to drop his name names. was Rick James. Rick James. Rick James, bitch. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I, uh, the one that I said was my favorite was, was the Nulu 69 barrel, which I thought was odd. Um, uh, even though I do, and I really enjoy that, I thought for sure I would have said, oh, my favorite was the Cornerstone Rye from, from Wild Turkey. So well, I that was, that, that was certainly the, I was going to say the most expensive, but it felt like that Nulu single barrel was expensive. They're probably about the same price. Yeah, they were about the same price. So the Nulu and the Wild Turkey Master's Keep were both $120, $125 bottles. Um, so I was, you know, those were, I was expecting people to enjoy them more. And most of you all are high heat guys. At least three of the four of you I know are the heat lovers. Right. So I was thinking you guys might, you know, pick up on some of those things, but I enjoyed it. I'm really glad we did it. And, you know, so what's next is going to be, we've already had a group text thread to say, are we going to do some single barrels? Are we going to do some daily drinkers? Are we going to do a all old foe? And I'm going to hold on the all old foe after doing the 12 days of old foe because I drank a whole lot of old foe in the month of December. I drank a whole lot of old Forster in December as well. So, you know, or what are, what are we going to do with all that? And, uh, it's just, it's fun. Oh, so I pulled up the list, all single barrels. We're thinking about doing an all single barrels sample pours and all barrel proofs and all daily drinkers. 
and then the three whiskeys that are um, at least mine and one of the other guys, you know, regular favorites is all wild turkey, all Knob Creek, and all Old Forester. Hmm. So I don't have that many Knob Creek single barrels or Knob Creek bottles open right now. Right. I have a bunch, but something in me between October and December said, Josh, why don't you just kill all those bottles? Yeah. So I did. It's called COVID. COVID. <laughs> so, uh, you know, those are just, I don't know if we'll actually do these different six sink, these different six bottle, you know, sample pours, but if COVID goes on, we'll probably do them all. So if, if, if I get to vote and my vote counts as double, I'm going to say we either do single barrel or barrel strength, but that's just my opinion. I think if, if we want someone to actually, and maybe we'll just pour up that, put up that same bottle as the prize and the first person to win more than two of them, right. Wins the bottle. I I think we should do it at your house, actually do a live night event and just do like four bottles or, or five bottles. We could, I've got, uh, and then have Mandy or a little baby girl. Um, (laughs) so I'd put up the bottle of, uh, Taconic rye that I had bought as a part of it. It was one of the Louisville bourbon clubs. Uh, was it the Hounds pick or was it LBC? Uh, I think it was LBC, uh, Taconic Rye that I picked up. Had the puppy dog on it. And I hadn't, hadn't done any, I hadn't opened it. I opened up the bourbon, but hadn't opened the, the rye. So I just thought, well, that bottle of rye will be a great prize to put up here. For uh, the rise. For the rye. But, uh, you know, three of you got one and one of you got none. So, um, we ought to do this and we probably ought to start it next month, uh, to, to do one, just to kick off kind of doing this here until COVID's over one a month. That sounds like a good idea. I know we have the, we, we should be doing our match Mar- March madness tournament here coming March up pretty soon. Madness. <laughs> that's right. That's, that, that's, that's Matt's saying, man. How are you going to steal Matt's thing? He's not here. I know. March madness. No, that's true. We should do some March Madness stuff. That would be fun. We still have not done Talking Turkey Okay, so episode two. The only turkey I've consumed, really, in reality here over the last three months has been the Wild Turkey Rare Breed Rye. And, you know, that really ties in with what we're talking today. I loved that Rare Breed Rye. It was so smooth. So it was really good. I tried a uh, sample of it at... um, a little group tasting um, not that long ago that I went to, um, and I, I was shocked at how good that was. So it was really good. Yeah, and I can't remember. Is it one fourteen point six, just like the regular rare breed? I have no no the rare regular rare breeds like one sixteen point eight. Okay, but I don't have a clue. Scott. I knew it was a weird like something point something. It's on the label. I don't know. Is it one sixteen point four? Dude, oh. I just told you I don't know. You want me to find a picture on my phone somewhere? Where no, I was it's drinking? all good. Okay. But it is good. If you have the opportunity to go pick up a bottle of the Rare Breed Rye, totally, totally worth it. Somebody gave it to me, and uh, I hadn't been able to find it. They gave me a bottle. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's 112.2. 112.2. See, I told you it was one of those real weird, like, yeah, something point didn't, something. You didn't have any of the numbers right. I had the 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> So it was really fun, and I would encourage if you've got a group of buddies and you want to do a a blind tasting, even via text, you know, if you have a chance to drop off bottles or mail bottles or whatever, uh, really good time. And actually, the, the 12 Days of Old Foe is what gave me the idea to do that style. I had a couple of buddies that I had produced a 12-pack of the 12 Days of Old Foe. I mailed one to Texas. 
and then I had a buddy in the neighborhood that I poured one for. So, um, and that was just neat for me to communicate back and forth with these guys that had never really drank a bunch of Old Forester to hear what their thoughts were. So was that the other Josh in, in the neighborhood? No, no, no. Different, different guy in the neighborhood. Gotcha. So, All right. Uh, but it was a good time. I, I really enjoyed it and just talking with people and hearing their thoughts as they drank through, you know, the 86 proof all the way up to the 126.8 proof. Right. No, and, and it was definitely an experience. Like I said, it was one of those funny things that while I was drinking them and, and, and I was, I was a dumbass. I did them all on one day because I literally just kept putting it off, putting it off. And you're talking about the, the rise, the rise. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I put them all off and just kind of went back through, but yeah, no, with the 12 days of OFO, obviously we, we, we had a great time over quite a few days with Tyler and I drank them multiple times cause we did it on the podcast and then individually each day when they got released, I drank them again. Look at you. That's so good. Hey man. I like Olfo. You fancy. Fanboy. That's right. That's right. Uh, so so it, it's cool. And, you know, that's what this is all about. It's just having fun, talking with friends and communicating and hearing what everybody else thinks about what they're drinking. It could be completely different than what you think. And this, so this was interesting to me, but I gave everybody a bunch of rides that none of them really had experienced drinking other than you know, the Sazerac, you know, baby Saz bottle some people had had. And a few of them had maybe tried a couple of them. Uh, so I was I was interested in reading the comments. And some were funny. Some were like, damn, that's awful. I hate that one. And then you find out that's one they really like. <laughs> so it's good stuff. I, I enjoyed doing it. And uh, hopefully we'll do it here over the next month. No, absolutely. I hope we do, too. You know, maybe maybe we should uh, figure out something else or some other contest. But you know, I, I'd honestly like to do a four roses, all ten recipes, and see if people can pick out what's OESO, OESK, OBSK, and, and that probably, type of thing. You probably need to do that with another group of buddies because I don't really care that much about four roses. And that's fine. But you no, know, I just figured you know Matt and you know, but the Noff, the Noff, he might he might be a winner in that because oh. I know he drinks a lot more Four Roses well, than there, any of us. There's a reason we didn't include Matt in the competition because he would have won. You know, you say that, and I'm not sure that he would have. I think he would have spent some time trying to figure it out. Y'all just had fun with it. He probably would have gotten all bourbony on us. Now that that's possibility. Matt is Matt is serious. So no, it was a good time though. I 100 percent would do it again, and we ought to do this a couple times here over the next few months. And and I debated whether or not I wanted to get out my. Um, bottle of Nulu and try to test it with whatever and things like that. But like I said, my palate was so fried that night. By, by, by the time I got through about the fourth sample, well, I didn't they tell were all you starting so to try to taste the same. I didn't set it up so you could work low proof to high proof, which was probably difficult because if you went and by chance had the Nulu, you were going to burn that palate. And I, I really think I did. I think I grabbed number three first and then went to like four, five, six, seven, eight, and then went back and grabbed one and two because I was just pulling them out of the box and sniffing it, pouring it in the glass, sniffing it again, drinking it, and went on. I'm going to have to stock up on some more sample bottles because I'm depleted right now. Yep, I am too. I'm down to like, I think, two or three bottles of sample bottles. And then the other thing with that, I, a couple people, I believe, distributed – you know, didn't drink all of their sample and then wanted to let a, a family member or friend try it and and see what they had to say. So that was cool to me hearing you guys talk about sending some of those samples to a friend and letting them try it just to see if they were any better than you. Yeah, I, I sent them to my uncle Kevin. Um, he was not able to pick any of them right, um, 
and he's a rye drinker. Like he loves rye whiskey, but he's like half those brands he had never even tried before, which I thought was funny. Um, so it was one of those funny things that like, he pretty much only drinks like Knob Creek rye, bullet rye. And I had neither of those open. I know. So it was one of those funny things that like the things that he's like, Oh, this is what I drink all the time. Like we had none of those in that, in that ramp. So he was able to try it. I, I think it was odd because I had a bunch of random shit open. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. My, my collection is just full of random stuff that I go to the liquor store and I say, Hey, that looks really interesting. And then you take it home and you open it up that night. That's right. And you try it. And if you like it, great. If you don't, then, you know, you, you, you find something fun to do with it, right? You pour it in sample <laughs> bottles and say, hey, maybe I'll empty out these eight bottles. That's right. I probably should have had two-ounce bottles so you guys could have depleted more of the stash. Yeah, but then, then, then you would have been giving up way more of your bourbon. Of course, I guess if you really didn't care about them, then that's probably what you wanted to do anyway. But I got to believe you wanted to keep a little bit of that wild turkey cornerstone. And, I did. And, I didn't want to deplete layer. those bottles. So, you know. Good stuff. So that's all the good things there. So we, we we just happened to be while we're talking about this. We were we I, I, you said grab a bottle of the seventeen ninety two full proof uh, full throttle one of the old LBC picks. It's been open for you know quite a few months now because we 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 did an actual podcast on these two bottles. Well, what's your feeling on this one today after you know being open for a few months and aired out a little? So seventeen ninety two is not something that I drink regularly. It's not bad. Um, it's going to continue to not be something I drink regularly. Yeah. It's it's definitely got some uh, heat to it, you know, that 120 proof. Um, it's got some sweetness, but... Uh, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know what that mash bill is that 1792 is made from, but it's not something for me that will be my daily I'm going to pick up. I, I wanted to try it because I remembered we drank it on a podcast like three or four months ago. And it's not something I regularly go to on the foolproof or seventeen ninety two. Yeah, but I got a buddy that loves seventeen ninety two. Yeah, I want to say it's very similar to like Old Forester and Wild Turkey's mash bill as far as like the numbers. Like, I'm gonna completely disagree with you. And now, I, while you're talking, I'm gonna have to Google. Well, it. Google it, man. Google that shit. But I'm pretty sure it's like a high corn, high rye, low barley. I want to say it's probably like sixty eight, eighteen. You know, whatever those three numbers combined would be. So that would be like something for, but I, I want to say it's really, really close to those two different mash bills that I just said. So, uh, 74% corn, 18% rye. And I guess whatever's left is barley. Yeah. If I'm looking at the right thing, but I think they have a weeded one too. They do. They have a weeder. So I was able uh, over the holiday season to go uh, to Costco. Somebody posted on one of the Facebook groups, hey, uh, Costco's got the age 12 year. I ran over to Costco. I was probably 20 minutes away, picked up the bottle. Uh, I get in and there's like 10 bottles left because Costco, you know, has a run of people standing in line for the one per. I saw where somebody had pushed the uh, case of six of them back behind another another box in Costco. I don't know if you're familiar with Costco's aisle. That's of, kind of an asshole move, but funny. It, yeah, so I'm standing in line there, and I see it, and I see somebody walk away, and I was like, oh, wait, why don't you just go ahead and pull that box out? And it was somebody's wife who was getting, she was looking for a Christmas present for somebody. So I'm sure whoever hit it that was planning to come back was going to be pissed when they came back, but age 12 year for thirty nine ninety nine. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. And then that sucker sells on the secondary market for like, you know, 125, 150 bucks. People go nuts. Taters, taters. Taters going to tate. And I didn't even want it. I, I bought it and gave it to a friend for uh, holiday because I 
1792 is not my thing. No, I get it. So check out the other two mash bills real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll call this thing a close. Today. What other two mash bills am I looking oh, at? Oh, Forster and Wild Turkey. Oh, well, we, we already know that they're... 68. Yeah, they're somewhere in that 68 to 72 so, range. So they're in the ballpark. So they are. I, I'm right. You're right. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> and I think the only reason I remember that is because I think we had this exact same discussion when we when we actually talked about the 1792 picks. But we did the 1792 picks after we had been drinking a lot. Oh, absolutely. That's what I said. I said I vaguely remembered it. I didn't say I remembered 100%. But I got you. I'm so, kind of like an elephant. I remember some shit. I hear you. Long story short, it's really fun to do a blind tasting with friends, even if they have zero chance of getting it right. Yep, it absolutely is. You know, well, it kind of reminds me of, except for we got all of them right as far as what what they were other than the exact ones, but when we did the Buffalo Trace Old Forester night, whenever you and Matt had the the slobber knocker of uh, having that discussion of which was better, a Buffalo Trace single barrel versus no Forester single barrel. And we did rule that the old Forester was better, right? The, the, it was a, it was a two to one, I think, decision. I don't know if Matt ever actually conceded that he agreed or not. Yeah, whatever. I I stand behind it. I do enjoy old Forester, but I also understand that other people like other stuff. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I I really honestly I try to stay away from the weeded whiskey because for some reason. For me, the weeded whiskey gives me a bad headache the next day. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a lot. It's just, I don't know if it's a gluten thing. I'm not really sure what it is, but the weeded whiskey messes with my head. Fair so, enough. So I stay away from it. Fair enough. That's all I can say is fair enough. Buffalo Trace is weeded whiskey. Uh, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Buffalo Trace is. Weller is. Weller is, but I don't know that all Buffalo Trace. Not all of them. Yeah, I want to say that that is the mash bill number one is Buffalo Trace. And I want to say that that is... It's a low rye. Okay. But either I don't way, know. I stay away from it. Does it give things. you a headache, though? The Buffalo I, Trace? I don't drink Buffalo Trace regularly, but there's some weeded whiskeys I just avoid because of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. 100% understand. So, hey, if you want to find Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram. I, I'm trying to decide, Josh, should I do a TikTok? Start doing some funny videos on TikTok? I'm a little too old for TikTok, so I think that means you're really too old for TikTok. Wow. Fucker. <laughs> anyway, if you want to find us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can also uh, email us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. Um, you can check out our website. I'm hoping to uh, find an intern. If anybody wants to say, hey, Scott, we'd love to help you redesign your website, help you put up some up-to-date content, we would love your help. So reach out to us, send us an email, check out the website, whatever you want to do. Just get in touch with us. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, the listen button, and then share every episode that you listen to with your friends and family. That way we can pick up some more listeners and have a lot more fun in the Bourbon Barrel Talk family. This is Scott and Josh signing off. Peace.